on TV, online, and on your iPod or Zoom. But Zoom, this is EPT Not Live. No, Zoom. I hope you're not listening to this on a Zoom. And if so, I hope it's 2002 somehow. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. Coming up on today's show, a recap of our most recent live event, Doville. Ha ha A recap of last night's TV show. More EPT 100 action. It's all about love-hate relationships. Another edition of Superfan vs. Stapes on today's show. And special guest, Elkie. I am Joe Stapleton. In the booth with me, my wife, my work wife, James Hardigan. I will be filing divorce papers end of this week. Well, you should because it's a special day. It's a special day for you, James Hardigan. I know. I'm catching up with you, Joe. It's your birthday. That's right. You're just three years younger than me. I am. It's a big one. It's a milestone maker. I have turned the big four zero. Uh, yeah, James. 40th birthday. I'm a man. I'm 40. I can now that. say that. I can <laughs> say that with all sincerity from today. Do you think... I actually, James, I I um, I planned a little, a little surprise for you. Oh, no. Yeah, I have got... Um, I've got a birth. I got a birthday song for you. You want to hear it? Why not? All right. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Have a happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Have a happy birthday! Today, this oh, I can't sing it. Thing that you must do. Okay, that one's not as good. That one's not as good. That's not your real birthday song. This is your real birthday song. (laughs) James, this is from me to you. On your birthday, buddy. I'm welling up. Light the flames on my candle. It's one fire fire, baby. I can handle. Happy birthday. Have a a good day. I should have rehearsed this more. Yes. Could be... Flying into danger, I'll be the pilot, you can be the ranger. Happy birthday. Have a good day. I'm fighting back the tears here. <laughs> okay, alright, that's enough. Tears of joy and happiness. Seriously, you've given me a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Well, James, I just want you to... Have a good day. <laughs> Happy birthday. Okay, I get it. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I am indeed. Happy birthday, hey, James. Did you see for your birthday that they're uh, they're they just uh, unveiled the new James Bond girl? It's Mexican. Yes, a third one to add to the mix. Finally, your racist hero is going to hook up with a Mexican chick. <laughs> Unbelievable how long that took. Yeah, we will actually be celebrating my 40th birthday with some poker, which I think we'll probably talk about on next week's show. Yeah, for sure. We've got uh, we got a little freeze out happening at the Hippodrome tomorrow night. That should be fun. Uh, James. How was response to last week's show? Positive. The so, fact that we are still here tells you that people like what they heard, and they've asked the fat cat to pay for some more. Yay. Um, some of the compliments were a bit, um, <laughs> shall we say, backhanded. All right, what do we got here? Uh, Stefan, a regular EPT Live viewer, a huge fan of our live streams, and he was also a huge fan of WCOOP Radio, had doubts if EPT Not Live was going to be that good, but in fact, it's awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. So it's like a... Like in the old movies where a man would slap a woman and then kiss her? Kind is that, of. Is that uh, kind of that move? Well, Dave Goodger, uh, on a similar vein, just listen to the inaugural EPC Not Live podcast. 
surprisingly not bad. Oh. Definitely one to listen to again. So hopefully, Dave, you're listening today. And um, thank you. You know, I heard a lot of people said the same thing about the movie Whiplash this year. Surprisingly not bad. It's actually the new thing to call things that are amazing. Okay, uh, now let's go up the scale then. Let's let's get some real enthusiasm. Michael Glover. Love the first episode and the ginger jokes. Some original ones I've not heard before. Oh my, what does he have, like a, like a club? They all get together. Does anyone have any new ginger jokes this week? And then there's Sam, who enjoyed the first EPT Not Live, especially hearing how Stapes failed to get any women. Yeah, that was awesome. Great. Fantastic. Hashtag EPT Not Live on Twitter. Hooray. These other things, these are these are coming up later, right? Uh, yes, we did have numerous applications for Superfan ah, vs. Okay, Stapes. Right. Uh, I guess we should have set out the parameters clearer on last week's show. We need you to explain in a single tweet. So 140 characters or fewer, although because you've got the hashtag, it's close to 130 characters. What makes you an EPT superfan? Why you deserve to come on the show and compete for a Step C ticket worth 27 euros and an exclusive Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t-shirt? I'll tell you what, a backhanded compliment, not the way to do that. Not the way to accomplish that. And we'll uh, we'll get into that more a little bit later. For now... Let's do a, a one thing. Sorry, a sad thing that I do have to mention before we move on to Doville. Uh, Sam Simon passed away recently. Sam was a, a huge fan of poker, a huge fan of poker players, a great supporter of the game, supporter of animals, just an absolutely lovely, awesome guy. Uh, and I have a lot more I'd like to say about him, and I can't do it justice in today's show because it's, it's packed. And next week, we're going to devote an entire segment. I've got some amazing Sam Simon. Basically, Sam was responsible for two of the most awesome days of my life, and I'd like to share those stories with you guys. He's also responsible for some awesome TV shows, co-creator of The Simpsons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, of course. Like, there's, you know, we can mourn him because he's famous, and just on a personal level, he was just an absolutely stellar human being, and I'm really going to miss him. Um, and I, I, I've got some great stories I want to share uh, with you guys about Sam next week. We're going to devote an entire segment to it, but I didn't want to not mention it this week. Uh, on to happier times, just a little bit here. Let's, uh, let's kick it back about a month ago, back to Doville. Event Recap. Event Recap. <laughs> Bonjour. Mon chéri. I didn't do any, cre- any creepy French accents while I was there. It's, you know, the accents are a little cringy. You don't want to do that. Your Francois Bonsoir act. Come on down to Francois Bonsoir's. <laughs> Is there a branch in Deauville? Has there's, it opened in that part there of the world? Is a, I think, yeah, I think the original Francois Bonsoir was in Deauville. It's, you know, it's it's like the original House of Blues. It's a little run down, but it feels nice being where it all started. It was, uh, it's always an awesome place to go. We always have a great time there. A little bit sad that we're not going to be going back in season 12. I thought you were saying Deauville's a little bit sad. Well, I mean, a seaside <laughs> town in winter, there is something a little bit depressing about it. It's weird. People ask us all the time, like, what's your favorite stop? Yeah. You know, and honestly, the answer is different for different things. And it sounds like I'm towing the company line. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't do that, <laughs> almost to my own detriment. I'm not saying that because that's what I'm supposed to say. Doville's got certain things going for it. Doville, not going to lie, not very exciting. Not a very exciting place to go to. But... It's it's peaceful and it's relaxing and it's nice and um, the food is amazing. So if you just want to go and like if partying is not your thing, it's a great stop to go to. Last week on the last episode, we were talking about the PCA, which is really full on, right? I mean, it's two intense weeks. This 
feels like a kind of spa treatment after that intense two weeks. Yeah, and it's just the attitude is different there. Like, just, you know, the whole... The whole vibe is very much French town. Like, it's people just have a different quality of life there, and I like that. Plus, guys, all the players are French, so they're fucking terrible. I mean, <laughs> it's a great place to go if you want value. <laughs> I think the thing for us as well, and how we rate EPTs is probably very different to how players rate EPTs. We're not playing any right. poker. So it's really, is the hotel nice, and are there good places to eat? And the hotel, okay, it's a little bit old world. I know that Daniel Negreanu, for example, hates it. He finds it chintzy, creepy. He's obsessed that the hotel is haunted and refused to go back. I think that his attitude may have changed in that, by the way. I feel like Daniel's gotten a little more mature in the last few years. I mean, I think when he had that Doville freak out, it was like four or five years ago. So he's not going to get to find out anyway, because no more Doville. But But there's also some awesome restaurants in Doville. In France, it's very hard not to eat well. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like there's like a bunch of fantastic restaurants within a walk of the venue and you pick a different one every night, you eat a whole loaf of bread, two bottles of wine, you let yourself eat food, you have like steak every single night. It's just uh that is what's really cool about it. Yeah, if you're detoxing by the way and trying to lose weight, not a good place Don't to go. Don't do it there. But I, I I'm so bummed though because our favorite restaurant of 2 years ago that oh, we man. discovered, what do we call it? The Cheesy Pasta Place. The Cheesy Pasta Place. There's this place in this big ceramic bowl. It had one, just one bowl and the bowl was a huge parmesan cheese. Which, oh, that's what it was. It, yes, the it, bowl was made out of fucking correct. cheese. It was a huge cheese bowl, which had this the crater in it. And what they would do is they'd heat up this linguine, they'd boil the linguine, drain it, and then literally just throw the linguine into this cheese bowl and just let the cheese naturally melt over the linguine and then serve it. And it was the shizzle. It was it was fantastic. I'm sure it was like 14,000 calories, but I don't care. Like, that's how good it was. So that place, James and I walked up and down that main drag in Doville like four times before we were like, I think it's gone. So bad because we brought Matt Broughton with us. He came on our road trip to Doville. He was the third man in the booth on our EPT Live team. And we've been talking about this goddamn restaurant for three days. And it's like, yeah, we've got an early finish. Let's go to Cheesy Pasta Place. And it's gone. It's vanished. It's closed. Well, the, C'est fermé! The sad part was really that how long it took us to realize it was closed. Because for once, you were like, I think it's around the corner. I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it was here. And then it took us we're so stupidly long to be like, oh, it was here. This is the boarded up place that we keep walking past. That's yeah. it. We just couldn't reconcile it in our brains. So instead, we ended up at the cheap pizza restaurant directly opposite the hotel, which, which is, is fine. It was fine, absolutely. But, but it's not the same as Cheesy Pasta Place. Yes, but remember, we saw that guy there, and I can't name the guy because <laughs> he probably doesn't want us to say this, but he was like a big fan and asked for a photo with us, and I couldn't help but notice the woman he was with was stunning. Like, she was a knockout. She was an attractive older lady. Yeah. She was a, a MILF, I believe is a the MILF, expression. maybe bordering on cougar even, but like, just still like a very fine looking woman and not the type you'd expect to see in France. She's exotic looking. And so I was like, later on, he was like, Hey, thanks. He has to be in a photo with us. We all took a photo. And then later I wrote to him uh, after he thanked me and I wrote him back and said, Hey man, like, man, who is that woman? Your wife is, you know, whatever you're mentioned his wife. And he's like, that's not my wife. I just met her there. And I'm just like, the alarm bells are ringing at this yeah, point, right? Yeah, okay, yep. You're thinking MasterCard or Visa, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, and I think with that, we're going to move on to the next topic. Uh, oh, it does actually remind me of my favorite game. 
my favorite EPT game. It works in so many of the places that we go to. Um, it works at PCA. It works in Monaco. Monaco is the ultimate destination to play this game. The game is what I like to call wife-daughter-hooker. And every time you see a guy walking down the street with a girl that appears to be out of his league or he may be usually way too old for, you just play the game. Is that his wife? Is that his daughter? Is that his hooker? Now, James, you and I argue about the rules a little bit here. Mistress should be a fourth category. Mistress is hooker. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's the same thing because they wouldn't be with that guy if he didn't have money. Same as a hooker. I think that's a little bit harsh. It's a very common thing in France to have a wife and a girlfriend slash mistress. And if the mistress is for... So it should be wife, daughter, hooker, mistress, but purely for love. Not necessarily for love, (laughs) but certainly for companionship. But in Monaco, you can never get it right. You can have three people in a room, or four if you're playing all four categories, and they can each answer differently. They could all be anything. And they could all be right. I think this year we should play it once and I should ask. I should like run up to the guy and be like, hey, look, we're playing wife, daughter, hooker. Just help me out here. <laughs> Do you remember that guy in Monaco last year when I did the princess thing and he shields his face? Oh, yeah. When we're shooting in the restaurant? He was with two young, attractive women. I wonder what that was all about. And I imagine his wife probably didn't know about it. Even though we've rewound the clock, by the way, and we're talking about Deauville back at the beginning of February, it's quite appropriate that we're talking about it now because for the first time ever, we've actually released a final table highlight show from a non-televised event. Uh, Obviously, those of you who watch the live stream will know that the final table played out over kind of nine or ten hours. We've cut that down to 60 minutes of highlights, cards up coverage, that show available to watch at Pokestars.tv and on the Pokestars YouTube channel. And I think it makes a, a, a really good watch. I haven't watched it. I was there when it happened live and I was there when we recorded the thing. That's all you're going to get out of me. It certainly tells the story of the final table and it's really a game of two halves, Alan, which is that (laughs) you get the rise and the dominance of Danny Palafas from Romania. You're Romania. And then he gets heads up with the monster chip lead against Ognan Dimov and it all goes wrong. Momentum shifts to Dimov and I think everyone, without spoiler alert, Dimov kind of crushes Palafas and wins. For sure. I would say that there's another half to those two halves, though, and it has nothing to do with the poker. So Danny Parlafis is is a big story, by the way. Uh, Joseph Carlino is the other thing, and we'll get to him in a second. Yes. But, like, that's a good reason to go back back and watch that recap, too. You'll see him at the beginning, and he goes out early. Um, very interesting character. Let's go back to Danny for a second. First of all, Danny was really cool uh, during this event where he was constantly quoting the year of Romania. But what happened, James? Uh, he attributed it to me. Oh, good for you. Now you know how I feel. Yes. Every time someone goes, oh, everyone loves the chop pot stapes. You created that. <laughs> yeah. And I do when I have the opportunity. Now, I don't go answering every person on Twitter that that hollers at me. But in person and on Facebook, I say, look, I can't take credit for that. It's James's. But you and I are constantly misattributed. And maybe this is because you've created probably more of the catchier things than I have. <laughs> But I'm happy just to say that we created all of them. To me, it's it's like the analogy I'll use is Lennon and McCartney, right? Like John Lennon would write a song, Paul McCartney would write a song, but they shared the writing credit on everything they did. It's all Lennon slash McCartney. So I'm very happy for everything we do to be Hartigan slash Stapes. Yeah, good songs like this. Have a good day. <laughs> the irony is, I think I read somewhere that Paul McCartney actually owns the publishing rights to the actual happy birthday song which means that he could potentially show up at a kid's birthday party and demand payment that's hilarious i don't know if it's him or not because i 
there were these two old ladies that I knew in uh, in California who claimed to be part owners of it. Maybe he's a part owner of it. And they would go and just literally gamble all day, all night in, in Palm Springs because they were just rich beyond their wildest dreams. Checks constantly coming in. Um, so Danny got got the um, the quote wrong, which is yes. fine. We appreciate because it, it, does, it doesn't really matter who came up with it, even though I did. And um, Danny also, though... One of the we watched this heads up battle where it all just fell apart for him. Yeah, I mean he got absolutely crushed, and I'm not saying for one second that anyone at the table played better than anyone else, but I think it's fair to say that when they did get heads up, that Dimov was catching cards, he was connecting with flops, and, and play, playing well too. Yes, but Palafas just was not connecting at all, and we naively thought that because we have this dynamic with our live streams with the final table that players get to know the whole cards an hour later because of the 60 minute delay that Palafas was talking to his buddy on the rail and getting that information. It turns out he was just talking to his buddy on the rail. Yeah. He had no idea what Dimov's holdings were in any of these big pots and he thought he was getting owned. He thought he was getting soul crushed. He didn't realize his opponent was running like God. He thought, I'm terrible. I'm a disastrous heads up player and I've just given up a monumental chip lead for no reason. What's really funny is that so a lot of times in the TV show, we'll see people, the players go talk to their friends and they're clearly looking at their phones and, and watching the live yeah. stuff. And on the TV show, we can't really talk about that. There's no real way to be like, it's oh, they must like be a, watching the live. It's crossing the streams a little bit. It's a bit. bit of a circle jerk. As yeah. Well. And so a lot of times I'll make jokes about what they're talking about. Like, hey, you going to the party Friday? And in this particular case, Danny was talking to his friend on the rail, and in the recap, I make a joke about how, like, hey, you want to get a pizza? That's what they were really talking about this time. They weren't actually even talking about the stream. So I saw Danny the morning after when he was kind of like, you know, the, the morning after you realized, Do you know what? I finished second in an EPT for a, a six-figure score. All's good. But he said that night, he went back to his hotel room, and his mind was just whirring. His brain was racing. So he fired up the replay of the live stream, watched every single hand from the heads up, and I think, in a way, that was a good thing. It's got to be cathartic for him, especially Absolutely. when he laid down. Do you remember when he laid down the straight? He had, like, the second nuts. Where Dimov just made a ridiculous overbet, meaning that there was absolutely no value in him calling. I think Dimov's sizing was what was awful in that hand, ultimately. I but just it was still a great lay down. Especially because he had not made any hands for so long, and then he has, like, the second nuts and lays it down. And remember, in the, in the commentary, I just got to get this out there, I said, if he lays this down, I will take my shirt off and run around the building, and I just need you to verify that that happened. Yeah, and everyone, no one looked twice, because it's the kind of weird, stupid thing that people have come to expect from you at our live events. They looked once, vomited, didn't look twice. <laughs> And then, uh, so we d James mentioned uh, that we uh, we took a road trip. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the journey there. Yeah. Um, on the live stream, and obviously talked about the movie quiz that we played with Matt Broughton. Um, but obviously, we didn't get a chance to talk about the journey home. Right. And so, before we get into the story, I just want to remind James to um, have a good day. James fucked up on the drive home, and it was awesome because he's such a fucking know-it-all and is always the first person to tell you when you're wrong, and he screwed up on the ride home, and it was awesome. It was one of the best days of my life. I got revenge, though, by forcing you to listen to Rick Astley when we got through the channel. It was a real-life Rick roll. Anyway, so we're, we're driving into the channel, and there's a giant sign. There's, like, four Hang huge on. signs the Hang size on, of an automobile. I've got a feeling that there's going to be a certain amount of subjectivity to this story, so I want to tell my version of events You can well. tell your version afterward. This is my show. So, we are. there's four giant signs. One that says cars, one that says motorcycles, 
One that says trucks and vans. And what did the fourth one say? All other All vehicles. other vehicles, fine. Right, okay. Okay. So, hold on a second. Wait, you're hijacking this story. You can interject. This is not a totalitarian government, but... Feels like it. I am, I am in the control here. James looks over all the way to the left, which is where it says cars, and he goes, ah, oh, it looks like, looks like it's blocked off over there. It looks like... Uh, it, there's massive slabs of concrete and barbed no, wire and traffic cones. There were cones. There were cones. There were cones, and that was it. That was it. There's nothing there, and James has a little panic attack and doesn't know what to do and ends up... Don't even act like you chose all other vehicles. That's just where we ended up. No, because then when I realized that, ah, so that was the lane for cars, <laughs> it looked like it was closed, but I guess it wasn't. So now, I'm not a van, I'm not a truck, <laughs> but surely I'm an all-other vehicle. And it's just so embarrassing after that point because we're, like, totally surrounded by, like, buses and... RVs and we're just sheepishly sitting there in front of the people like standing at their walkie-talkies like uh, we 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 missed we missed the giant car sized sign that says cars but then when we actually queue to get on the because you basically drive the car onto a train which then takes you through the the channel tunnel when we're in the queue for the trains we realized there was an opportunity to get back in the car section and as I'm about to turn left <laughs> and join the other cars a guy appears and he's going nope you came down the any other vehicles line. You go that way. You go behind that truck, that minibus, and into this really dungy cargo hole. You are going to be behind horses for the rest of this journey, you horse's ass. Yes. I, I hold my hands up. I made a mistake. Ah, uh, his, his one for the year, too, in February. I banked it already. No less. Uh, so the, my, my final thing, my favorite thing, I want to put Delville to bed, but my absolute favorite thing about Delville, if you guys watched live coverage, was this guy named Joseph Carlino. Absolute character. And we love characters. We love characters. Not going to lie. Not the best poker player. He absolutely made up for it by just having a tremendous personality. He seemed to be a very fun-loving guy. He was singing. He was dancing. He was doing karate kicks. And to play you some audio of him isn't going to quite do him justice. I do suggest that you go back and watch the Doville replay for a little bit more of him. But what I would really like to do is we're going to give you right now the best of Joseph Carlino. This is the Joseph Carlino Supercut. Enjoy. People think I am crazy, no? And my, the bird attacked my, uh, my pate, you know, the story. <laughs> so it's incredible what happened for me. I'm not professional, you know, I work in a restaurant. All day long, all my customers say, oh, you are like Jean Reno. He said, it's true, but my face is like Jean Reno. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Ombre la neige. Tu ne viendras pas ce soir. All the tournament, I was in the defensive. I never attack. Because attack me, this, 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 this young, uh, young geek of internet. He attack me always, my god. What my stack? I give you. Fuck off. <laughs> sometimes I raise, sometimes I call. Be careful. <laughs> Sing a song, Mr. McFlee. Blue eyes, baby's got blue eyes. For me, if I bust, for me, okay, it's life. If I win, I'm very happy. Okay, okay, but uh, I, I want to make love with my wife tonight. Not always play poker. <laughs> that was all taken from one hand. <laughs> yeah, make sure you check out the highlights of EPT11 Doville, PokerStars.tv and the PokerStars YouTube channel. Let's not quite abandon Doville yet because we're going to speak to a member of Team PokerStars Pro who had a deep run in the Doville main event. Thrilled to say we've got Elkie on the line. All right, Elkie. 
Buddy, um, we're talking EPT Deauville today, and uh, you went fairly deep in EPT Deauville. And James and I have noticed probably over the last year, year and a half, that it's always a very sad, it's like a, a moment in the tournament that we're dreading when Elkie goes out because you, you've seen kind of sad lately and there haven't been a ton of deep runs. And I know you, you tend to tag a lot of your tweets, hashtag, when will it end? Does coming where you came in Doville, what was it, like 32nd place? Is that signify the end? Has it ended? Uh, 31st, I mean, uh, it's going to end when I win, I guess. Uh, 31st, I mean, yeah, of course, it's always uh, a bit disappointing when you go that far because it's like, it's like, you know, it's like so close yet so far. It's just like a few hands away, but... Uh, I think I think it's still good. Uh, it's still a good performance because it definitely feels good to 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 make a really deep run in an EPT. So what what is what is more difficult, Elki, uh, to deal with finishing thirty first or like min caching? Is it is it a little more in the moment? I know obviously like months or weeks later, you can obviously recognize thirty first place finish is a lot better than finishing say like hundred and tenth. But mentally in the moment, which one is harder to deal with? Uh, I think it's kind of depends also with the expectations I had uh, always like as because uh, this EPT I was chip leader on the exact bubble so it's like you always have much more expectation when you chip leader you know when you mean cash but when you've been like super short and you're just like uh, waiting for the bubble to burst and you have like ten to ten to fifteen blinds you can't have like that much expectation for the tournament because you know anything can happen but when you're chip leader especially in the EPTs because the structure is really great. Uh, you really like, uh, build up like much more, much higher expectation. I mean, I always expect to win every tournament, but I haven't won for a while, so it's always hard. Yeah. Yeah, you do seem like you expect to win every single time. I really admire that about you. <laughs> now, one thing we didn't realize when we were all in Deauville, Elki, is that that's it. Deauville's gone. It's off the tour. And of course, you like me were there in season one. That was the first EPT you played, right? Yeah, that was the first EPT you played. You, bust, you busted me, right? I did, yes. It's my so, one story. Crazy. It's my one poker anecdote. Elke, do you remember that because it, like, from when it happened, or do you remember because James tells the story uh, fairly James, regularly? James told the story, but I remember I remember first EPT for sure. I remember like losing a huge hand, like ace-queen to aces on the like, ace-king, xx-queen board. And I called a check on the river, and I should have never done that, especially at the time, because... like. But uh, I don't remember the exact bust out hand. What was it? What was it, James? You remember the hand? I think it was King Jack against Ace Queen, and I had the Ace Queen. So the best hand held up for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy that Dovid is uh, is out because like uh, it was such a. I mean, it's such a big stop. Of course, he's not the most popular anymore, but it was it was uh, still huge, and I think it's like so popular, especially for the for the French player. I'm like. Uh, I remember sometimes even like some seasons it was more popular than Barcelona and it already didn't make much sense to me at that time. I mean, I, I love uh, to play in Deauville, but that didn't make sense that you could get more players in Deauville in January than Barcelona in August at the time. I was like, what? What's going on here? How come there's so many players here? <laughs> but the FPS, the France Poker Series, that of course continues in France. Uh, yeah, of course, the FPS continues. I don't know if it's going to be in Deauville, but it's going to be uh, uh, the next, next stop is going to be in Monaco for the Grand Final, yes. And there will be like uh, so it's probably still be Cannes and uh, a few other stops. Okay, as long as we're on the subject of France, I do want to ask you something about Maison de Bluff. Now, this is a reality show that happens in France. Most of us in the English-speaking world don't hear much about it because we don't speak French, and the French aren't really that into like making a product that is accessible to the rest of the world. France does things <laughs> France's way. So just tell me, I, Maison de Bluff season five, is, it's coming up or it's already started? Oh, it's, it's already started actually. I, I was there just after, just after Deauville. Actually, I was in Mota for a week to shoot it and now they're like uh, still recording. So it's going to be like, I think the total thing is like four weeks. So it's going to end just before EPT Mota and then they're going to keep the same setup to do like the Italian show. 
So the, the concept for this show is basically Big Brother with people playing poker. Yeah, basically there's like uh, 16 people in a, in a villa. Uh, so they're like recorded uh, all day, every day, and they play poker for everything. So like, for example, like the guy who's cheap leader, you can get the, the best room. And like, and it was pretty sick because I heard this year the the other guys they didn't have hot water, so the chief leader could have hot water to to shower. So it's pretty. <laughs> and like the short stack, he has to sleep like sleep outside, which can be pretty brutal at times. I think in a tent and like, uh, so they play poker for like everything. And then uh, every week there is like uh, people that uh, qualify online, people that also they play a, a sit and go table, and the the people that bust from the table they get eliminated from the show. And at the at the very end, the winner gets away with a. Uh, Hundred thousand uh, euro worth of contract with a uh, poker star, so it's really, really uh, a big chance for a lot of these guys. Well, okay, I got one question about the show that really shouldn't matter uh, language-wise. Does anyone bang on the show last year? Because didn't Gail and some dude hook up, and it was like on the show? Uh yeah, they did actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they bang when it's off the show, but they they were like uh, they managed not to do it. Uh, like a lot of the times, they managed to do it like in a private setting, even though like everything is recorded, but you can always escape to some places where. Or like take off your mic, but last year they didn't do it, so it's <laughs> so we got, got, so got a big. I think there was like a video on on uh, on YouTube or something. I mean, you couldn't really see anything, but you could definitely hear a lot. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> I'll be hearing <laughs> yeah. it again later. They took off everything but their microphones, apparently. James, this is what I'm talking <laughs> about. They were, they were like hiding. They were hiding. They didn't take off their microphone, but they were hiding somewhere where the cameras are. There was no cameras. I think that's what happened. So when you came to me and went, oh, there's this French poker show where people have sex, and you were trying to somehow integrate that into our yes. EPT shows? Yes, yeah? we need to take a page from the French book and have more banging on the EPT. It's a guaranteed rating success. Elke, I want to change gears for a second because uh, we're doing this new thing on uh, on the site now on Poker Stars where we've got a or we got our own very own Twitch channel and you know a lot's been made about Jason Somerville coming over and doing his live streaming but you've been streaming as well what have you been doing on Twitch uh yeah I've been doing poker uh, poker I mean I've been starting like a bit less than a month ago so I've been doing obviously poker uh, poker the most and also like some Hearthstone but uh, last two weeks I was in uh, I'm still in the US so I've only been doing uh, play money on Sunday but it's like super popular coming uh, like a my home game was like super was full. It's kept at hundred, but uh, next Sunday I'm gonna stream the Sunday Million Knife anniversary, so it's gonna be uh, really huge, I think. And uh, I, I really love Twitch. I mean, I don't know why I didn't do it before because it's like it's like perfect setup and it's really uh, it's really great for poker. And uh, Jason Somerville was uh, I've watched a little bit of his stuff and it's like really great. And I think he's like it's like uh, you know what he, when he said when he signed his poker stars, Twitch is really like the next step for poker because it's a uh, it's so great, and you that you're able to interact with your fans, and you're able to explain the hands uh, as it as it plays out. I mean, there's like a four. I put a four minutes delay, but it's it's still like a pretty much live. So it's like what's in, interesting. What's interesting, you know, it's kind of the same concept as uh, as the EPT live, because you're able to like uh, see the action as it as it uh, pans out, and not like watching a tournament that happened like months ago. Because it's just like so much more exciting when you don't when you don't know what's happened. So it's uh, that's what makes uh, makes it great. I think Elkie, I know we got to cut you loose in a second, so I wanted to play a quick game with you. It's not even really a game. I want to, I want to pick the brain of Elkie. Uh, I don't even. Think That's a dangerous thing to do. I know. I don't think we've heard you even say the phrase "so seek" one time today. So what I'm going to do, Elkie, we're going to play a game called "seek so seek or not so seek," and all I'm going to do is I'm going to read out a bunch of things, and you say whether you think it's it's sick, so sick, or not so sick. Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. Game of Thrones. Yeah, fun is so sick. Yeah, so it's sick. Best show. Okay, yeah, best off, show for sure. Off to a good start here. Uh, Poker Stars Twitch channel. Poker Stars Twitch channel also is so sick. Uh, 
Okay. They should have the Sosik emote for them, actually. You know, you can have your personal emote for Twitch, actually, and I made a Sosik one. Oh, excellent. We'll have to check they that out. They should wait for Pokestars, too. I do think it's clear that there needs to be a, a, an extra category, a bit like getting an A star, which is, if it's Sosik, which is spelled S-double-E-K, right. that's, that's the ultimate. That is the yeah. absolute. That's ultimo, for sure. Uh, next one up here, Elk. You're going to change gears a little bit. Selfie sticks. Uh, selfie stick is not so sick. Not uh, so sick. Uh, <laughs> Mm, it depends which kind of sickness, but uh, <laughs> not so sick. Okay, yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. Twerking, twerking. Mm, it's a little bit sick, I guess. So just sick, not just so sick. sick, but just sick. Okay, Zoolander two was announced today. Sequel. Oh, Zoolander two! My God, so sick. So <laughs> sick. <laughs> thing that ever happened. Oh my God, really? <laughs> when is it coming out? I don't think they've even started filming it yet. My guess oh, probably I love about 18, Zoolander, man. 18 months. I didn't know he was going to be so excited about Zoolander. I would have found out more. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, I love Zoolander. Uh, next up here, not the kind that kill people, but uh, drones, the fun kind that you can fly around the neighborhood. Oh, drones are so sick, yeah. So sick. I reckon I we can drones. send this. I love drones. I reckon I we can drones, send yeah. this over the edge. I reckon we can actually get a so seek with two E's. With... Kimchi noodles. Kimchi noodles, yeah, that's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> that was very close. I'm so excited. Just two more, two more. Uh, the Apple Watch was unveiled yesterday. Uh, not so sick. Not I mean, so sick. I'm not, I'm not very excited about that. Very good, I like it. You know what? Now neither am I. Because so goes Elkie, so goes Stapes. Last one, Elkie. The Global Poker Masters, which you're playing in in a couple of weeks in Malta. Uh, the Global Poker Masters is going to be pretty sick, yeah. I'm pretty excited about sick. that too. If Elkie wins, it'll be so sick, but... Let's, yes. <laughs> let's just take it easy. For At now, this stage, it's just sick. Just regular sick. It's France who's going to win, though. France is going to win. Team, right? I, I put some money down on France to win. They were a oh, big, yeah? They were what, a what big... do you bet? Well, the odds now. Well, there is, uh, there, you know, there, it's open to betting on various sites, so uh, I, th I put some money down on all the long shots, and France France was pretty long odds, so I, I put like 40, uh, 40 quid on France. Oh, yeah? Don't oh, let me down, Elkie. Our team is not that bad. It's not bad though. I think we have a pretty good team. Yeah, for France, it's not so bad. Anyway, Elky, we uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta cut you loose. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate All right, it. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you in Malta. All right, thanks, see Elky. you in Malta soon. Bye, guys. Thanks. James, I have a, I actually have a confession to make. What? I didn't put any money on France. There's no way. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how much how long the yards are. France is. Never going to win a poker comp. Not never, but not next week. <laughs> there is this small thing called variance, which, by the way, I don't think this sports book took into account when they set some of the betting lines on this event. Oh, it's amazing. This is, I mean, I hope, I mean, of course, like America will win, which I have no money on and I'll be 200 pounds out. But if any one of the long shots come in, I'm doing really, really well. James, I was wondering if you wanted to play a little game. Now, I originally prepped this game for Elkie. Yes. But uh, I want to play with you instead. I'm calling this game... Uh, hold on a second. What am I calling this game? Oh, this it's very simple. It's called Elky So Seek. Okay? Right. How does it work? Here's how it works. I'm going to ask you a trivia question. All you have to do is answer in the form of an Elky. Okay. All right. Question number one. Michael Moore. Mockumentary. About the state of healthcare in America. Sosico? Sosico, correct! I think I've got the format. I think I get it. Phrase uttered by John Wilkes Booth as he shot Abraham Lincoln. 
I've absolutely no idea what he said when he shot Abraham Lincoln. So seek. You got the first two words right. So seek semper tyrannis. Oh. American history. It's not. Now you know why I didn't think Elky would get any of these. Uh, question three. A term that describes an unpleasant combination of symptoms such as dizziness, nausea, and vomiting that can occur when you're traveling. So travel sickness. I'm going to give it to you. I was looking for motion so sickness, but I think you guys call it travel sickness yes. here. Going to give it to you. Boiled sweets, the solution. Oh, interesting. Question four. The secret phrase to get the dog Chopper to attack in the movie Stand By Me. So seek balls. Correct, James, you're doing very well. Three for four so far. Here comes question number five. A monotheistic religion otherwise known as Punjabi. So seek. So seek, we're going to give it to him. So seekism was the full formal response. James Hardigan, like I said, never wrong this guy. Managed to get four out of five. Well done, James Hardigan. Boom. Boom. Happy birthday. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, oh, I just have visions of little kittens on pink cushions every time you play that. We have our fun. It does sound exactly like that. We have our we have our fun here on the show. Uh, it, it is time for the shilling, though. It's time for the shilling portions. And we are going to go into the lobby. Yes, we are. And a big event. Coming up this weekend, a tournament in which my colleague Joe Stapleton will be playing. Yes! The ninth anniversary Sunday Million, which has a $9 million guaranteed. It's all the nines! James, I'm going to let you determine for me what is my stop loss for the amount of money I should spend trying to satellite in before I just suck it the fuck up and buy it. <laughs> um, how much have you spent so far? Zero so far. Okay, let's say half the buy-in. So if you spend 100 bucks on satellites then and I it doesn't in. work out, then you buy in for the full $215. Just to make sure when I min cash as usual that I have a slight loss for the day. <laughs> Uh, should point out, by the way, that there is an interesting promotion running involving members of Team Pro Online. 14 online pros are running this contest on Twitter where you can win 10% of their action in this huge event running on oh, Sunday, nice. the 15th of March. They include players like Talonchick, so make sure you follow at Talonchick, at DeWarsaw, and Mickey Peterson, Mement Mori, at MickeyDP on Twitter. But yes, 2.30 Eastern, Sunday, March the 15th. It's going to be a biggie. Plus, before we go into the live lobby, Joe, and yeah, look buddy. at some of the events actually taking place as part of the EPT Malta Festival, because last week we talked about the satellites for the main event. But of course, there are 69 <laughs> events in total <laughs> as part of the Malta Festival, and many of them are very affordable. For people like you and me, who aren't necessarily pro players or even kind of uh, part-time players with a decent bankroll. So I thought it just looked... Let's just take the days that we're live streaming, for example. Yeah. We're covering the main event from Tuesday the 24th of March to Saturday the 28th of March on Pokestars.tv. On that Tuesday, for example, you could play a No Limit Turbo Deep Stack Deuces Wild for 220 euros. I'll tell you what. Here's an offer I'm willing to make. You listen to this show. You go play the Deuces Wild tournament while we're, while we're live on the air. We will send a camera over to you and say what's up and do some do some filming of your Deuces Wild table and cut it into the live stream. Make sure you let us know. Tag your tweets, EPT Not Live. The following day, the Wednesday, March 25th, you've got a PLO Turbo Deep Stack that's 220 euros. And in the evening, a No Limit Turbo Deep Stack, so No Limit Hold'em, 
330 euros. This is the EPT experience, people. These are the same dealers you get in the main event, the same tables, the same floor staff. These are really well-run, fun events to play. Absolutely. And I'm willing to make similar offers for all the other side events. You guys, let us know if you listen to the show, you're playing a side event, even if we're not at your feature table, even if you're playing a 500 event, let us know who you are and we'll see if we can get you some coverage. We've got a 330 euro win the button deep stack on the Thursday, Friday, crazy pineapple for 220 euros. And of course, on the Saturday, which is the final day of the festival, you always have my favorite event, an event I wish that we could play, Joe if we weren't hosting the live stream of the final table. It's the so-called mini main. It's a turbo yeah. edition of the EPT main event. The same structure, 30k stack, same blind levels, only those blind levels are 15 minutes because obviously it's a one-day tournament and it only costs 330 to play. I mean, that's like watching it on television, 15-minute blinds levels. I mean, that's actually... How, how fast do they go up on TV? Sometimes one hand, but don't tell anyone. A lot faster than that. Speaking of television, how about a little TV recap? TV recap. Yes, because our coverage of the EPT 100 main event in Barcelona continues. New shows uploaded every week to the Pokestars YouTube channel. They also air in the UK on Channel 4 and are available to watch on demand on 4OD. And this week's show is the follow-up to the bubble. Last week we talked about the bubble. This is the third show in the series and it is the post-bubble bust-out bonanza and it was all about relationships, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. We had some, we had love relationships, we had hate relationships and hate's a strong word but it goes better with love. Uh, we had uh, Mike McDonald and uh, Panka, Dominic Panka reunited first time since uh, PCA. Sat directly next to each other on the main feature table the first time they've played against each other since the 2014 PCA. Yeah, uh, and we also uh, had uh, Dan Shack and uh, I forget his first name. Kamal Chararia. Kamal Chararia, yeah, that who was... had the other side, the hate relationship. Yeah, that was a match made in hell. Um, the main incident involved Kamal basically moving all in with a marginal holding and sucking out on Dan Shack, who made a good call. And then Kamal tried to protest that he'd misread his hand and Dan didn't believe him. I noticed how you said protest rather than pretend. Does that mean that you're not choosing a side in this? Let's put it this way, because I rewatched the show when it went out, right? Yeah. And at the moment that Kamal flips his cards over, he thought he claimed, he says to Dan Shack, oh, I thought I had queens. Actually, here, I've got the audio of it. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. I misread my hand. I thought I had queens. I saw this. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold like on a this. second. What was that? I thought I had queens. That was a beep. This show, we don't, we don't do beeps here. There's no beeps on this show. Let's, uh, we're told this show is uncensored. Let's roll, let's roll the real one. Oh my God. I misread my hand. I thought I had queens. I saw this fucker. Like yeah! This like this. I thought I had queens. 51. Fuck. And then I turned it over. I said queen nine. I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not a convincing story. Unbelievable. Listen, you want to save face on TV, I get it. <laughs> I thought I had two queens, but why would I lie? But thank you for your chips anyway. Oh! Nasty to say thank you for your chips. So oh. don't, don't pretend that's not nasty either. I'm sorry. <laughs> wasn't mean, it didn't mean of course to be it was nasty. Don't lie again. Of course you meant it to be nasty. I'm not going to pretend that I was being nice, so don't say thank you for your chips with you being nice. Okay, I'm at least being okay, honest. Okay, okay, enough, enough. All right, I want to play the whole thing. You guys got to go back and watch the show. But yeah, you can more or less hear what happens there. I don't buy it. 
The reason I don't buy it is because his reaction comes after the board has been dealt out and yeah. doubled up. If you genuinely thought exactly. you had queens, the minute you flip your hand over, you'd oh, be like, shit. Yeah, it's like, oh my. Yeah. So it, it, it didn't really fly. Do you think that what we just played there could qualify as this? Too hot for TV. For TV. With the F words, yes, it yes, does. Yes, I've been waiting to play that. I've been waiting one whole week to play that. Yeah, so that was uh, that was one thing that happened with uh, Dan Shack. And Dan sort of um, made a goof on the show. Not really a big one. He was trying to talk to, uh, to Dimitar Danchev when he says this. Dimitri, you liking it here as much as I am? And we all had a good laugh because we're like, ah, his name isn't, Dimi isn't Dimitri, it's Dimitar. Turns out we found out... <laughs> Found out in Deauville, his name isn't Dimitar. It's Demeter. And we've been calling him Dimitar like he's some kind of dinosaur. <laughs> like he's some kind of giant robot. Dimitar. I think sounding like a Transformer is actually it a It sounds compliment. awesome for sure, but we've been saying his name for so long. So I feel like we need to sort of, you know, draw the line Do you think now. we can do like a slow kind of transgression that like we can go kind of like so next show it'll be like Demeter Demi, and, and slowly but surely we'll so no we can actually towards, pinpoint yeah the moment when we change it because I'm down we, for that because if we do like a hard kind of like change I was like, well, why why are you saying it differently now because it's just amazing how, how much struggle we go through to get people's pronunciations right and this is one that we all just sort of assumed assumed it was Demeter which obviously Demeter makes so much more sense anyway Demeter Danchev I uh, I just wanted to say I'm sorry and from from me to you from EPT not live I just wanted to send you a basket of apology kittens. So. It's a thing we're gonna do, James. Whenever we apologize to someone, we're gonna send them a, a uh, basket of apology kittens. That is, that is that is beyond creepy. No, look at kittens. Come on, Giles loves kittens. Look at him. He's got a smile on his face probably for the only time this month. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to send Giles a basket of, of cheer up kittens. So we mentioned also that uh, the, the, the really the, the most fun thing about this show is Timex and Panka. Yeah. Playing a bunch of hands together and reunited, reunited. And they're both really sweet dudes. Like both of them are awesome guys. Mike gets a little catty on Twitter sometimes, but in, as a human being, he's an awesome guy. Agreed. And, um, and, and Dominic is just like, just never has a misstep. He's just the, He's just awesome. And f I think we can reveal that Dominic is a big part of next week's TV show as well. And we are going to have Dominic on next week's show. So if you download EPT Not Live next week, Dominic Panker discussing his deep run in EPT Barcelona. So if you've got any questions for Dominic for next week's show, hashtag EPT Not Live. Dominic's on the show. So we're going to have him on the show from before when he was on the show. It's going to get a little confusing with the live and the podcast the whole and the DeLorean TV. thing. Yeah, I know. A, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, and their interactions were sweet but awkward is that accurate yes i think that's very accurate yeah and the two of them were being really nice to each other and it was so nice that it was like kind of i don't know romantic in the words of rick it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship it is the beautiful beginning of a beautiful friendship and uh we've sort of decided to tell that story to you guys in a very in a very creative way go back and watch the show if you can but here's uh dominic loves michael
I like Mike. I don't know what he thinks about it. I'm flattered. No. Dominic's an awesome guy. It's fun to play with him. Oh, sweet. I was hoping that I will have a chance to play with him again. You're handsome. Thanks. No, I'm just telling you the truth. We've been like joking around at the table. <laughs> He's just such a nice, modest guy. Would you like to bump my fist? It can bring luck. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I just want to make you feel good. I mean, it's hard. He was exactly that. Sorry, I had to have everything. Should have kept my mouth shut. knows what he's doing. Very too good. If I get to be one and one and beat Dominic's nuts, 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 I would be very happy about it. <laughs> I think I would have been very happy about it. <laughs> Mike's, my girlfriend's blah, blah, blah. That was not edited in any way. <laughs> That's how it happened, Your Honor. Honest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's a great show. Do check it out. Remember it's on the PokerStars YouTube channel. Also, if you're in the UK, it's on 4OD. Do quickly want to read th uh, a few tweets that came in, Joe, actually, okay. in reactions to that show. Daniel Pilgrim says the EPT makes my dream get bigger and that's not a euphemism. So Daniel is one of those people who really wants to play on the tour. So Daniel, you know what to do. Satellites on PokerStars. Uh, Thomas Bagley asks, who the fuck is this Chiraria guy and why is he getting so much TV time? But Zach Morris makes a very good point. He does have fantastic hair. He does have fantastic hair. I wonder how long it takes him to put it on in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, it looks like a wig. He looks like a Bollywood star, right? Doesn't he look like the dude that shows up in the helicopter in Slumdog Millionaire? I think your uh, initial lookalike in the TV show was perfect, by the way. What it was like it? like Silver from Skyfall. Oh, Javier yeah. Bardem's Bond villain. Yeah, he does. Um, so next week, we're going to be talking about the fourth episode, and it's all about the Polish players, including Dominic Panka. We're going to have Dominic on the podcast, so make sure you fire in those questions. And anything else you want to ask about our TV shows, hashtag EPTNotLive. James, what do you say we give something away? You want to give something away on the show? Well, considering we didn't get to do it last week, it would be good to do it this week. Let's attempt to give something away. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. So last week, this feature did not go as planned. Rob the Hippie King let us down and didn't win. I am undefeated. 100% of the time, I win Superfan versus Stapes. So this week, we looked at some of the applications we'd had on Twitter from people who claim to be EPT superfans. Peter Blow says, My non-poker Twitter friends moan about my multiple EPT Live tweets. That was his application. Joe Hendry says, Stapes is my favorite uncle and my favorite daddy. James is okay also. By the way, I'm not rejecting these applications, but you're on the back burner for now. Roland Boothby had a good one. I racked up 1,200 euros in data charges watching the 2014 PCA final table on my phone. That is a perfect why we should have you as a super fan tweet. And Roland would be on my list, by the way. Roland is moving up the list. Two people who are not on the list, however. Um, if you think that insulting... 50% of the on-air team is a good way to get on the show. <laughs> you are mistaken. The one to follow 
Simply soldiering through Stapes' commentary makes me the ultimate EPT superfan. It's payback time. How about the one to fuck off? Super Mario says only a few can say that Stapes makes them laugh. I, the weird thing is, I read this tweet a million times, right, thinking that there was a compliment buried in there somewhere, and I was just reading it wrong. Turns out, no. This guy? Asshole. But the super fan we have selected for this week, and it all ties into Deauville. By the, the way, no, by the way, guy, you spelt your name as Supper Mario. Supper. Two Ps means supper. You idiot. Sorry. It's all right, Joe. Calm down. I need you to be focused. We need you to see if you can go 2-0 and this week because yes. you have got competition. We have selected someone who, during our live stream from EPT Deauville, we were discussing that leg of the EPT earlier on, tweeted the most awesome Photoshop of all time, a James Bond montage with all the various characters from the EPT, including Joe and myself and Lee Jones and Neil Johnson and Matt Broughton as characters from the 007 franchise. And if there's one thing that is going to get to my heart. It's anything related to James Bond. It was well done. It was well done. I don't have... I thought I was a James Bond fan until I met James Hardigan, by the way. Turns out, no. Turns out, no. Yeah, Willie, those were awesome, man. William Elliott, welcome to EPT Not Live. Hello, my daddies. How are you? Oh, my baby. Nice to have you on the show. Willie, I... Uh, James and I... Read your blog. Well, we tried to read your... Yeah. I got to the end of the no, second but, paragraph, Willie. It yeah, kind of went something like live events, rake, charges, value for money, blah, blah, blah. Transparency. But tell, tell us the price. Tell us the price. Why don't you... Oh, really quick, why don't you like <laughs> give us a summary of your blog? A couple of things. One was just... I, I'm price. really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. No, we're cool. <laughs> we're cool. Thanks, Willie. Okay. All right, what is the prize, James? The prize is... And everyone loves a chop pot T-shirt. Yes. Plus, so yes. I've already won one of those. Excellent. No, no, we 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 gave that T-shirt so to, to Rob. Oh, we gave it to Rob, but I won his Sunday Million ticket then, or his, no, his step three ticket. No, no, no. And this, this this week's prize is entries to all the EPTs for next year. Fantastic. No, wow, no, no, we're putting you on the first step towards playing an EPT, literally, because That's it good. is a step C ticket worth twenty seven euros, which you can use to satellite into an EPT main event. This is good. This would be my second EPT, so that'd be great. So, as before, we have a sealed envelope here with this week's questions. Now, one thing I'll say as I open the envelope is that um, I did come under criticism for making the questions too tough last week. Did you? And Rob was a little bit disappointed that I went back too far in the annals of EPT history. Well, it all is EPT. So this week, everything is about season six. Superfan versus Stapes. And Joseph, as the reigning champion, yeah. you get to go first this week. I accept your challenge. Category one is season six winners. And your question, Joe, for two points, is to name two of the four Americans to win EPT titles in season six. Sweet, fancy Moses. How am I going to do this? There were six American winners. No, four American there were winners. Four American <laughs> and you only have to name two of them. And I only have to name two of them in season six. Kevin McPhee. That's one. <laughs> Who else won in the Kevin McPhee? She's not American. Jason Mercier? <laughs> ah. No. The other three were Carter Phillips, Aaron Gustafson, and Harrison Gimble. I've literally never heard of any of those people. <laughs> Willie. Yes. Name the two Brits who won EPT titles in season six. Okay. I'm going to go with Livbury. And... I thought of that one too, Willie. So whatever. 
Uh, uh, I think he was Yuraf. Rupert Elder. Yes! <laughs> you didn't try and steal? Uh, did, did you give him the chance to try to steal? Maybe? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. So that's fair and enough. And I had a gimbal ready. I had a gimbal ready. Oh, I'm so well. sorry, Willie. Well, anyway, the other answer was Jake Cody. Ah! Don't worry, yeah. Willie. I play by the rules. Fair play. I appreciate looking out for me. So you're one all. We got a tied game on our hands as we move on to category two, which is season six runners up. Oh, Jesus. Joe, which British pro and keen golfer came second in EPT6 Barcelona? What's the first half of the question? British pro and keen golfer came second in EPT6 Barcelona. Ram Vaswani. On this occasion, Willie, I will give you, will give you the chance to steal for a point. Uh, no, I don't think it was season six. So uh, Fraser McIntyre came second in the Barcelona, but not that year. No, the answer was Mark Goodwin. Mark uh, Goodwin is someone, I guess. Okay. Willie, your question. Which World Series of Poker main event champion came second in EPT6 London? Oh. Um, oh, Christ. It wasn't Eric Seidel. Nah. Eric, you didn't win. <laughs> you can steal. Joe Staples can steal for a point. This feels like a trick question. World Caesar Poker main event winner? Yeah, it's not a trick question. John Jawanda? He's never won the World oh. Series main event. I don't know if you're counting European events. No, the answer was Peter Eastgate. Peter Eastgate. Ah. Still tied game, still one all. Now we've got a quick fire round this here. Is hor- this is horrific. This is a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good because you're a quick fire round now. No stealing in this. So, Joe, these are for you. I'm going to give you the names of five players. Yeah. Yes or no. Did they make an official EPT final table during season six? Okay. Okay, ready. Mike McDonald. Yes. Vivek Rajkumar. No. Sorry, that should have been yes. I slow rolled you there. <laughs> Vivek actually bubbled the London final table. Yes. Luca Pagano. Season six, Luca Pagano. Yes. He made two, Warsaw and Prague. Sick. Pierre Neville. Yes. Correct, Villamora. Barry Shulman. No. He made the final table of the PCA that year. Oh, I shouldn't. I think I was at that one. So, Joe, you scored four points there. Four points. All right. And that, that's it. Those are my only four points, aren't they? You're up 5-1. So here's the thing, Willie. You need to get four right here. Wow. Or for the second week in a row, Joe will have won the Superfan vs. Stapes Let's put some freaking music over this, huh? <laughs> Superfan versus Stapes. Here are your five players. Same as before. Did they make an official EPT final table in season six of the European Poker Tour? Elke. Yes. No. Guaranteed a tie. He bubbled the Deauville final table. You need to go four for four here. Raymond Wu. Yes. London. Roger Erebedian. No. Oh, no. He final tabled Monaco. You can save some face, though, even though you can't win. Martin Jakobsen. Yes. Oh. It was season seven that he had all of his success. And finally, Andrew Chen. Yes, because 
he got beat heads up by Davide Katai. That was uh, season eight. This was the uh, Monaco final uh, table. Oh well. Willie, that was, um, I'm not going to lie to you, that was pretty shambolic. And he's going to be smug now as well, isn't he? I mean, he? La- last week at least we got to the tiebreaker. On this occasion, uh, you lost 5 3. I am not a sore winner, Willie, but I will just say this Winner, winner, chicken dinner. To be clear, you did commentate on some of these events that you don't know the answers for. Is that right? Absolutely incorrect. Ah. He didn't actually join the EPT <laughs> till the tail end of season seven. Ah, oh well, okay. That, that's, that's I, I thought not it so was bad. a level playing field. <laughs> well, yeah. give Willie the T-shirt anyway, right? Yes, you do get an "Everyone Loves a Chop Pot" T-shirt, Willie. We'll make sure we get that in the post. To you. Thank you, guys. But sadly, you do not get the Step C ticket worth twenty-seven euros. I'm a loser. The I'm whole idea loser. of this show is to put people on the first step towards playing an EPT, and we've gone over two. I got a, I got a whole pile of Step C tickets over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Are you gonna rub it in my face? Willie, uh, thank you, and um, uh, thank you for the awesome photoshops, by the way. No and problem, guys. Enjoy, enjoy the T-shirt, at the very least. Thank you very much. Appreciate I've got to start making these Superfan versus Stapes questions easier, because this is not going the way it was meant to go. I feel like easier, the fact that they're really hard is my only... It raises the variance on it a little bit. It's my only chance. It's just I'm just moving all in every hand. Like basically the four to five I got, I just won four flips somehow. Yeah. Which I won't be able to do on Sunday, I'm sure, in the Sunday Million. That's all the time we've got for this week's show, guys. Next week we will be featuring a new segment called Adventures in Online Poker. I'm excited. Yes, I will uh, try to do something interesting in the Sunday Million. Hopefully we can talk about it next week. Next week's show is going to be dedicated to Sam Simon. Uh, I've got some great stories. Can't wait to share with you guys about Sam. Miss him already. Dominic Panka. We'll be on next week's show as well. Yeah, don't forget to tweet your questions for Dominic. Use the hashtag EPTNotLive. Also use that hashtag for any questions you've got about our TV shows. And of course, if you want to apply to be on Superfan versus Stapes, pitch yourself using that hashtag. And uh, as we mentioned before, really my favorite thing about Doville. Doville. Doville? Who's Doville? I don't know who that is. Doville, my favorite thing was Joseph Carlino. Love this guy. And he did this amazing thing uh, at the start of the final table. And it was, we sort of cut around it a little bit. But I did the final table introductions. And then uh, Joseph was the last person I announced. He came out and did a bunch of kicks and just really made an entrance. And as I'm saying, shuffle up and deal, he goes, hold on a second, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. I just want you all to know, Jesus loves you. (laughs) He did do that. And if you watch the replay, you can sort of see it happen, but I don't think it really makes uh, it makes. You've watched the live replay, yes. The recap, I think it's less featured in that, but it reminded me of a song I made for a poker show a long time ago. I just wanted to let all of you guys out there as well know that Jesus loves all of you, and He loves poker. For James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.